sorry. We want to um, welcome you today. Is us to, uh, we're going to honor our graduates um, in a little while. But right now, we want to stand and I uh, want you guys to remain standing and worship with us.
As you can probably tell, it's a very special Sunday here at Eastside Baptist Church because I don't wear this just for fun. Um, now, Matt does wear his for fun sometimes around the office. Um, but we're we're going to celebrate our graduates this morning and the accomplishments that they've achieved over the last year, or over the last several years, really, and, and parents, the accomplishments that you've achieved in pushing them to get there. Uh, Brother Matt's way excited as he's taking pictures. He's got one graduating. Um, he's invested a lot each of these students over the years, and I've been fortunate enough to get to invest in them and, and spend time with them getting in over the last several months. Um, so we're going we're gonna to present them a small gift this morning and just celebrate their achievement and what they've done. You may think Last night, after graduation, uh, graduation, many of us adults sitting around, and I just told them, I said, how many of you had a baccalaureate service for your graduation? And only one beside myself. And so I just believe that this is such an honorable thing. I mean, 12 years, not to count kindergarten and other things, every one of these hitting college. That's unheard of. Uh, but what a great accomplishment. They have served faithfully in the classroom. They have done so much through their church. Uh, I can remember one picture of Lexus, you and Emily and Melissa and others doing hair weaves as a mission project during summer camp. I've seen them do so many other things and so I believe if there's anywhere that our graduates ought to be honored. It ought to be in the house of God. Especially those who are serving the Lord faithfully. And so I'm bound to determine to reconstitute the baccalaureate service uh, in the local church to recognize our graduates. And so that's what we want to do today. Is this is their special week. Can you bring it out? Their special day as we recognize it. Let me begin by recognizing any and all college and graduate graduates. I know that Tabitha is working today, but she graduated. Uh, any other college or uh, graduate students that graduated? Anyone else? When we recognize Tabitha and uh, her great accomplishments. Please let her know that. This morning we recognize these I was going to say seniors, but they're not anymore. Uh, they are all uh, fresh meat uh, as they start the whole process over of being the newbies as they will enter the college campuses this fall. We're very proud of them. We want to uh, recognize them this morning, so we're just going to go in alphabetical order. Emily Rebecca Louise Gray. I can do that. I named her. Church wanted to present you a gift and uh, just let you know we're very proud of you. All of your accomplishments. Emily, uh, oh, follow up. <laughs> Emily is uh, Emily is a graduate of Claxton High School. Stand right here. She, uh, she is one of the two first. Uh, Lady Tiger golfers to 
to ever make it to the state tournament, did it twice, and then we can't set the history by signing the golf scholarship to play at one of our Georgian Baptist colleges, now a university, Truett McConnell University in Cleveland, Georgia. Emily plans on studying psychology as her major and is looking at being a family counselor after graduation. So, Emily Briggs. Her twin, <laughs> Tegan Hendricks. Tegan and her niece. <laughs> Tegan, T, and all the other names that we have for her. Uh, she is, uh, she's like a bad rat. She can't get rid of her. But uh, I'm very proud of Tegan. Tegan, this is your something to take with you uh, to college. She is the other half of the first two golfers who signed the golf scholarship uh, to play golf at Drew McConnell University. Tegan uh, has been very influential and, may I say, received a scholarship this past week during the Honors Award, recognizing her as an outstanding student devoted to uh, the Special Olympics. She did her senior project uh, on setting up a camp uh, to help train them to be ready for the Special Olympics. She plans on studying uh, as her major special education with a minor in psychology. We're very proud of Tegan Anise. Derek Dirty D. Hollingsworth. <laughs> young man, and as you see, there, a lot of them are boasting this hardware, uh, they were honor grabs. Derek was also uh, the salutatorian for the class of 2020. I the pastor, uh, watching him come in and out of our home uh, as they studied together, as he worked so diligently in our youth program. If the doors are open, Derek is here. Derek is faithful to the Lord, both uh, at church, on campus, as leading the FCA, uh, voluntarily being there before 7 o'clock on Wednesday mornings, uh, and many times leading that Bible study on Wednesday morning. He lives his faith. I watched him being able to coach him in baseball the last couple of years. He exemplifies that Christian character on the mound, at second base, in the dugout, Never threw his helmet, never threw a bat. Always an example of the walk that he has in Christ. Derek is uh, going to Valdosta State and will be studying athletic training. So, Andrew, you can give him a whole point. But we're proud of Derek Carter. Alexis is probably, in, in all honesty, as 
30 years of ministry, probably one of the most beautiful people, both inside and out. I, it was just, she is uh, uh, a true example of godly parents who do it right. Uh, Alexis set the standard in everything she did, from cheerleading to being the current crown holder for the Evans County uh, Rattlesnake and Wildlife Festival. Bruce, did I get that right? Did I say it right? Uh, and Miss PCA and a bunch of other crowns. Look, she's got more crowns than the Judgment Seat Christ. Uh, I mean, she has done it big and done it great. We're very proud of her. Alexis uh, plans on going to East Georgia in Statesboro and uh, find a career working with children. So, Alexis. By the way, I, I, I like my, you like my banner? <laughs> uh, Lily Ramirez Salcedo. <laughs> my Paquito Queen. I love Lily. She is always, oh, That's the look that's always on her face. Whether it's first block or whether it's 10 o'clock at night, she's always beaming. Uh, she always has great joy in her heart. Uh, she's been a great friend uh, to my daughter and to many, many others. She has uh, been very active. Uh, it was so exciting because you see what a giant she is. <laughs> she is. Because Lily, qualified and ran the one mile and the two mile in the state track meet representing Claxton High School. In recognition of all your hard work, Lily will be attending Georgia Southern University, uh, majoring in business management with a minor in psychology. Spanish, really? <laughs> You'll see how it works out. <laughs> That's not Hunter Water Classic, that's an easy Okay. And then Heather Morris. Heather had written out like the greatest, wonderful biography of herself that I'd asked, asked her to do. And her pastor lost it two minutes before I walked out. It's gone. So she very quickly uh, Proud of you, and Heather, we're very proud of your accomplishments as well. Uh, Heather is one of the first youth that I got to know uh, when we moved here. Her and Emily competed in some track, field events together. Uh, Heather has uh, been very faithful, representing Eastside Baptist Church on the mission field. She has went with her mother to the Navajo Nation in Arizona for several years. We'll be going back. Uh, very, very soon. Utah. Arizona, Utah, all that stuff past the Mississippi and Ohio. Uh, hey, Utah needs all the help we can get. Uh, Heather plans to attend East Georgia uh, in the fall for four classes and then transfer to Armstrong for a major in liberal arts for journalism. Heather Morris.
as a pastor when I first came to Eastside in 2012, uh, we had a wild game supper and I learned of a man by the name of Danny Lee. I never knew Danny. Danny lost his life in a motorcycle accident. And in memorial to his life that he lived, uh, our men's ministry awards a Danny Lee scholarship. And so I'm going to recognize one of our deacons, a uh, major contributor to the whole Danny Lee scholarship, uh, Ray Todd, if he would come and present this year's scholarship. morning. Uh, I am honored to stand here today to give this scholarship out. And, uh, and it's bad for you to do a savior. But this group has made it tough for us. Okay. We, uh, we started looking at their, their lives since they've been here since I've known them. Um, most of them have been living around here for a while. That made it very tough for us to pick one out of that group. All of them, the list that we got by, all of them were strong in different areas. So we did all the things we could do. We just ended up a little bit more. We're going to give our five seniors a scholarship. So if you would, please come up. Thank you. 
Amen. Isn't it great to know that we really sing a servant God who's perfect Amen. in all of his ways? Um, we never have to doubt that. Um, the past few nights, I've been reading a book to Math and Children. You tell her every night, go pick a book. And she's come back in and she's brought a book um, called Where is Jesus? It's about this little girl who she says a prayer at night and it talks about Jesus always being with her and stuff like that. But then once the lights are out, she thinks to herself, well, where is Jesus? Um, and it says, you know, when it's dark and scary, you know, is Jesus with me? Um, and then it says, you know, when I'm at my birthday party, is Jesus with me? And when I'm facing this challenge, is Jesus with me? And then it goes through um, Psalm 139. Give scripture. Uh, just or that's one of the main books it goes through, uh, chapters it goes through to say that you know Jesus is always there. Um, he's never gonna leave us. Uh, he's never gonna shake us in dark times. He is the light, um, and it just paints a picture of a faithful God. Um, and graduate says you take this new challenge in life. Uh, it was 20 years next year that Matt Tucker. Uh, was graduating from high school, um, and that's crazy. But like Mr. Ray said, um, you face the same things that we face. Uh, you think you got it, you know, you're excited, there's freedom. Um, you think, hey, I got a little control here. Um, but God's the one who is ultimately in control. Um, and don't, even though you think you got it, you always need to be um, able uh, to go to God and say, I need you. Um, because we serve a God who wants us to, to come to Him, who wants us to call on Him, who wants us to completely rely on Him. And just as He's a good, good Father, who in verse 2 said, um, but I know all who are searching uh, for answers on what you provide, like He's going to provide those answers if we seek Him. Uh, and He knows them before we even say a word. Uh, it's just that step of faith for us to cry out, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. So um, let's worship and sing that to Him.
with me to 1 Kings chapter 3. Not every day that you get to preach the charge to graduates, especially your own. This scripture jumped off the page to me to begin to pray and study for today. I believe God has a word for you, graduates. I don't know why anybody gave y'all permission to go back. I don't want to be able to. How? So, you know, so if I call your name, you got to raise your hand so I can focus in on you. I want you to hear me today. It's a special time in your life. As Ray put it much better than I can. It's a lot easier to look back and see what you did wrong than to look forward and think you're doing right. You can learn. The Bible teaches us to listen to the elderly, the older. I don't mean the crippled down. I'm talking about those who should be respected. They have already walked the road. They have already plowed the field. They have walked the halls of education. They have worked the days and weeks and months and years. They have raised children and now loving on grandchildren. They have seen presidents come and go. And yet, they will tell you that no matter where you go to school and whoever is in the White House, Jesus is still on the throne. And so today I want us to look at 1 Kings chapter 3. And a man considered to be the wisest man, of course, besides Christ, to ever walk the face of the earth. Who am I talking about? Solomon. Solomon. And so we begin the story as God has placed his anointing upon the son of David. Solomon. We know from Scripture that God was protecting the lineage. That one day the seed of the Lord, the Messiah, would come through this genealogy. And God was protecting it. He was anointing it. He was directing it. And may I say, according to Scripture, ordering their very footsteps. As they walk through life. Today we see in chapter 3. The story. Of Solomon's repose. At the receipt of God's anointing. In verse 3 it says. And Solomon loved the Lord. That's enough lesson right there. Amen. Shut the Bible and go home. There's a lot of problems in your life. There's a lot of problems in this world would be solved the very instant we got true with ourselves and on our face before God and loved Him. The way He loved us. And Solomon loved the Lord. Now if you read the, the story of Solomon, you have been charged by rape. You have been charged 
by your youth pastor. You've been charged by your principal, by your valedictorian, your salutatorian, and by your parents. But today, as your pastor, I charge you before God and these people, don't ever stop loving the Lord. I've seen so many graduation classes come and go. Ray mentioned 40-something years ago. I'm not far behind. For 34 years. 20. That don't seem like much anymore. <laughs> Being out of school. And I started counting up. Not the tail, tails out of school, but my mother graduated in the same high school I did 57 years ago. 1959. <laughs> and many of you may have graduated even before that. But you're here now because God is still real. Amen? Amen? You're still loving the Lord. And may I charge all, not just seniors, but everyone in this room, if your love has become dull, if it has become lukewarm as those churches in Revelation, today is the day to reestablish and say, God, forgive me. May I love you with all my heart, with all my soul, all my mind. It's one thing to put it on a PowerPoint. It's another thing to live it. We must live what is written on that screen. That is the fulfillment of the entire law. Jesus said in Matthew 22 to love the Lord God with every fiber of your being. Loving. Solomon loved the Lord. Walking in the statutes of David. His father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. And the king went to Gideon to sacrifice there. That was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. In Gideon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy. According as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness. Thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, Thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart, to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Look at what Solomon said. I am but a little child, and I do not know how to go out or come in. I'm in the midst of your people, God, which you have chosen a great people and a number that cannot be counted. Because of the multitude. Today, listen to me. Seniors, look at me. 
It's a big, big world. But God is big. That's the title I want to preach on this morning. You'll go to Truth McConnell University. You will go to Valdosta State University. You will go to East Georgia and Georgia Southern. You will go all over places. You will go into dorm rooms. You will go on trips. You will go on ball fields and golf courses. And you will sit under professors and meet people you've never met. And the world will begin to open up. And at times you will go back. You will get on the phone. You'll call mom and say, Mom, I don't know if I can handle it. It's a big world. I challenge you to do something. Call your mama. But get on your face and talk to your Heavenly Father. And remember, He's bigger. Amen. He's bigger than any class you'll take. He's bigger than any problem you'll face. The world's big. God's bigger. I want you to notice a few quick things about Solomon this morning. In verse 3, Solomon loved the Lord. Do you love the Lord? I'm not talking about you love the idea of Jesus. That's not what I'm talking about. Maybe some of you through your high school years have become a little lazy in your youth group. You've become a little lazy in your Bible study. Your, your devotion basically is comprised by what you read on Facebook that day. Listen to me. Today is the day before you take any step further, before you go on any senior trip, before you go into your first semester in college. Today is the day to reestablish your love for the Lord. Remembering something. The reason you can love Him is because He first loved you. And look, we, we lauded great applause and awards on this group this morning because they all deserve it. They just did right, put it well. How are you going to achieve between that crowd? I mean, these, these are honor graduates. These are missionaries. These are youth who are faithful, serve, and love their family, love their church, and love Jesus. How do you choose? But listen to me. With all the accolades and with all the certificates and with all the, the scholarships and all the praises, remember something. Without Jesus, you are useless. The Bible says you are as filthy rags. And there's none righteous, no. Not even one. You see, Solomon loved the Lord because he followed his father's example. Now, seniors, take a deep breath. And I'll get back to you in a minute. But if we expect them to go off to college, you say, well, it's too late now. When he says, I'm but a child, all the theologians I read after in this context all believe that Solomon was somewhere between 18 and 21 years of age when he wrote this. When this happened, he was your age, singers. He had just been anointed the king of God's chosen people. Now, you want to talk about a lot of responsibility? You want to talk about being overwhelmed, walking on a big canvas? You want to talk about, he said, he shook their, your people. And I can't even count them in your, I, I, I'm just blown away, God. How am I going to do it? But he had watched his father. Can you imagine? Talk about Lily being the keeper. But she's a giant in her heart. Listen, this precious young lady prayed the benediction at her graduation yesterday. 
and so, so beautiful. She had sent it to me and wanted me to review it. And I did. You thought I didn't. But look, there was nothing I could do to it. It was perfect. Because it was from your heart talking to your Heavenly Father. I was so honored to see her stand and pray over her class. Look, we need to remember Solomon was just a boy at one time. Before he was this great man that the Queen of Sheba said, Oh, the half has not been told. He was just a little boy. Held on that little pinky of David. The giant killer. David had taken Solomon and pulled him up in his lap. He said, Son, let me tell you about a time I went down to fight with the Philistines. Let me tell you about a time I went into a place called the Valley of Elah. And your uncles, I love them all, son. But they were scared to death. And Daddy had sent me down there and I'd went with some cheese and some bread. I had no idea what my God was about to do in my life. You don't have any idea what God is about to do in your life. And I went down there and I walked up and King Saul's standing there and he's pacing back and forth and all of his advisors are wringing their hands and all my brothers are over there and they just worried to death and the morale was terrible and all of a sudden I heard this strong, overwhelming voice echo from below. And I walked up to the edge of that cliff and I looked down and son, that was the biggest giant of a man I've ever seen in my life. I think they called him Goliath. And I looked around and I thought, well, this is going to be good. God is fixing to put it on. Only to find out that Saul was scared. My brothers were scared. The soldiers were scared. Everybody else was scared. They even tried to put Saul's armor. And, and son, you know, you may not realize it now because you're little, but I'm not the biggest guy in the room. Saul was... He wasn't a Goliath, but Saul was huge. The, uh, he, was, he was head and shoulders bigger than all of us. And he tried to put his armor on me, and I, I just didn't wear it. And I began to pray, God, you're bigger than this. You're bigger than him. And, and son, I was just overwhelmed by the Spirit of God. And you know, I, I, I've told you the stories about killing bears and lions and all that stuff in my with my whip and my sling and all I had was that. And I just walked down there because, I don't know, I felt like I'd lost my mind, but I, I was just doing what God wanted me to do. You ever heard a story like that? I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew God was in control. And I walked down there and I reached out, I picked up five stones, put them in my pocket. And as I began to approach I felt God go before me. And that big giant began to mock my God. He began to mock our God, son. He began to mock everything that we stood for and our people. And I knew I had to do what God had called me to do. And I slid my hand in the pocket and I took out one stone. And I began to spin. And I began to spin as I walked as he began, continued to mock. He said, he called me little, he called me cutie. Look, the world today says, run and get you a lawyer if you've been bullied. David just called on the name of the Lord. He called me every name in the book, son. 
But I really wasn't focused on that. I was just trying to pinpoint exactly where I was going to eat. And I continued to spin. And at the right, more, right moment, I called out in the name of our God. And I let it fly. And son, I ain't never feel a rock like that. But it hit him so hard it sunk into his temple and folded like a long chair. Son, that's the story you've heard. And they're all true. The day God sent me to kill Goliath, the giant. Can I say something to you about all that story that he told Solomon? You know why David had that power and was listening and loved for his God when he got to that cliff overlooking that valley? Because Jesse had taught him to. And you know why Jesse taught David? Because Obed did. You know why Obed taught Jesse to love his God? Because Boaz and, and Naomi had, uh, Boaz and Ruth had. And why? Because Naomi had taught her. Right? Listen, parents, teach them right. Seniors, you're going to be an influence, not to be influenced. Amen? Come on now. Show the world your love for God. <coughs> Model what you have seen your parents do. Model what you've seen these people do. Neil, I don't know why, but this week, I've heard your name mentioned 20 times around graduation as a principal and, and, the, and the pattern that you set for those students. They knew when Mr. Hammond spoke, he didn't play. There wasn't going to be no eye. There wasn't Look, he'd snatch you up. He's just a younger version of T.J. Hatcher. That was my principal. My daddy's FFA teacher. When he was in school. T.J. Hatcher, I was in the third largest high school in Georgia. John McEachern High School. He knew every single student by name. He was a godly man. But he walked in the ways and the precepts of the Lord. And he wasn't about it. Now he'd have fun with the youth. He'd have fun with the students. But there was a part, it was time to be serious. It was time to be true. And we still pray. Yes, that wasn't in the 50s. That was not before Madeline Murray O'Hare. This was in the 70s and 80s. We still prayed on the intercom every morning because T.J. Hatcher believed in his God when he believed in his God. Because somebody had modeled him. He followed his father's example. He felt the Lord's presence and said that as he walked and loved the Lord, God came to him in a dream. And in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon. God said, ask what I'll give thee. Solomon said, you've shown your servant David, my father, great mercy. Now, O Lord, that was made your servant king instead of David my father, but I am but a little child. I don't know how to do this. I just, I, I don't. Listen, Solomon talked with the Lord. You're going to make me people. You're going to make me friendships. You're going to continue old friendships. And look, you're going to text, and you're going to call, and you're going to snap, gram, insta chat, 
Blah, 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 all the way down the line. But the one you better always remember. When the sun comes up, when the sun goes down, and every second in between, talk to the Lord. Amen. Not just in special cases. Not just when everything goes wrong. Walk in meditation with the Lord. Listen to it. Solomon talked with the Lord. Why? Because he positioned himself to hear. Solomon was walking in the path of his father. He loved the Lord. And because of that love, God was able to speak to him. Seven times. Seven times in the first three chapters of Revelation. Jesus Christ himself spoke to the seven churches and said, Let those who are willing to hear, hear. You know what the problem is? In today's society, in this big world, is we're too quick to hear gossip. We're too quick to hear negativity. We're too quick to hear that everybody's got rights. And we're not quick enough to stop and hear what God's got to say to us. Solomon was positioned to hear. But in doing so, he positioned himself to receive. You, you have not because you ask God. Right? Right? That's just the truth. God, why would you bring me to this? Why am I going? Look, have you talked to Him? Have you asked Him? Have you been before the throne of God that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need? First Peter said, casting all your cares on Him because He cares for you. He's not just a God in the box that you've got to call and leave a message with. You can talk to God now. You can talk to God tomorrow. You can talk to God anytime, anywhere. I love the statement. That as long as they still give final exams in school, there'll still be prayer in school. But you know what? You can't wait till the day of your final exam not having studied, not having prepared, and pray and expect something different. What you do is you pray God would open your mind every time you walk in that class to hear everything that's being said. That He would help you study and prepare so that when you walk in, then you pray, God, may you bring it all together in one tight bag that I may do what you called me to do. We need to be positioned to receive what God has for our life. Solomon followed his father. He didn't rebel. I've seen some godly teenagers turn it into ungodly college students. The pressure and the temptation becomes almost overwhelming. And it's not overwhelming because if God's in you, then nothing is overwhelming. You've just got to remember who your God is. And remember, it all goes back. If all else fails, go back and love God the way you're supposed to. It starts and ends with, and Solomon loved God. Except I'm going to tell you just a little bit, don't end that. We need to position ourselves to receive. But here's the thing that I really want you to understand. He said, you've been so good to me. You've been good to my father. You've been good to this people. He had positioned himself in praise. Live in a world we don't want anybody to mistreat us. We don't want anybody to disrespect us. I'm going to tell you something. We need to get on our hands and knees. Get on our face before God and praise the one who deserves all praise. Because that cross. Because God so loves you. 
than he gave his only begotten son. You've done some pretty great things in your life, but they don't compare to what happened to Calvary. Amen. You may graduate summa cum laude. You may graduate on the dean's list every semester, but it is all for naught if Jesus doesn't get all the praise. It's not about our accomplishments. It's not about the degrees hanging on our wall. If we're not walking according to the will of the Father and thanking Him. Look, He, he was thankful in review of the past. You protected my people, our people. You've been with us all along. You were with us in the wilderness. You were with us in Egypt. You were with us before we even came into the promised land. And you have been with us ever since. He was not only thankful in review of the past. But he acknowledged God's grace in the present. Isn't God good? Amen. I mean, come on. Let's just get it down to where good southern vernacular from the heart. Ain't God good? Amen. I mean, so good to us. So absolutely, magnificently good to us. We praise Him. Every fiber of our being. As we go in and come out, may we praise Him. As we walk across the campus, may we praise Him. When we win and when we lose, may we praise Him. In all things, may we praise the name of the one who died for us. Solomon talked to the Lord. <coughs> Prayer is the most needed thing, saints. Most needed thing you've got. And it's the easiest thing to neglect. You'll get busy and you'll get loaded down with all the study notes and all the preparation and all the online work you've got to do and all the busy work. And you've got to run across campus. You've got to balance work. You've got to do this about practice. You've got all. I'm telling you something. Don't ever trump talking to God for anything. Go to God. He'll take care of the rest. And then Solomon humbled himself before the Lord. In this context, the word servant is used three times in just two verses. Solomon humbled himself with respect for what his father had done. Listen, David had fought the battle so that Solomon wouldn't have to. So David tried to build God a house. Did God let him? No. Why? Had blood on his hands. But he'd taken care of everything. He had fought the battle. So you know what Solomon means? Peacemaker. And it was his father who paved the way. He didn't just give him the name. He provided the will for the name. Because he was obedient to God. And feeding off the enemies from the very first one into the life all the way through. When Solomon got ready to build God's house, you know what? David didn't put it all together, but he provided all the materials his son would ever need. It is true. They'll always be your children. Amen? And I, along with these other parents, like many of you, are fixing get a realization when they're off at college I need this and I need that but they'll still be our children 
David loved Solomon. He gave him everything he needed to obey God. We need to understand Solomon began his life humbled in respect for what he had done. Thank God. Thank God for men and women who have blazed the trail that you won't have to. They have walked the rugged road so that you won't have to. They have suffered long hours slaving away in the sun to earn a living so that you could sit in the air-conditioned office. They don't resent it. They did it because they love you, but more than anything, remember, there was one who his sweat as he prayed became as great drops of blood. And pouring his heart out on the altar of prayer before his heavenly Father, cried not my will, but thy will be done. And judging up old Calvary, bearing not his cross, but ours, was nailed to a tree, gave up his very last drop of blood. So that you and I could go free. Church, singers, young people alike, let us always walk in humility that it's not about us, it's always about Him. Respecting those who have gone before. Solomon not only humbled himself with respect, but he did so. Because he was honored, listen to me, he was honored not in convenience. He was honored to serve. Some of us see service as an inconvenience. I don't want to keep the nursery. Well, this Sunday, I just, I, I don't feel like it. I don't want to sing the choir. I, I just want to sit and be listening. I want to listen. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to take a no offering. I don't want to tell them, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be inconvenienced. I'll serve you, God, as long as it doesn't push me outside my comfort zone. And I tell you something with great chagrin. I did not enjoy high school. I did not graduate with honors. I did not graduate summa cum laude. I graduated, thank the Lord. <laughs> That's the truth. And I said, I'll never darken the doors that bless God when I said, T.J. Hatcher shook my hand. I knew I was clear. I had been paroled. I was free. I was free. Praise the Lord. Except I wasn't praising the Lord. I was living like that. And I ran as hard as I could because God had a call on my life. When I stood in 2008, Mark and I was talking this morning. Several friends of ours graduated with their doctorate degrees this week. One young guy that was in the youth group when I was an associate pastor in my home church, a boy named Billy Moss. We called him Big Daddy. He, he wasn't big. He was just a little running guy, but he was cool. He was just fun to hang out with. He graduated with his doctorate degree from Southeastern Seminary District. Big Daddy, this little kid, we all cut up and acted crazy. Today, sometimes I'm amazed, and I, I don't mean this with any kind of arrogance, I promise. But to stand before you and see that DR in front of my name someday, see the master's degree, that, and I can promise you my motivation was always one thing. When God got in my heart, I wanted all I could get in Him. And I was just going to take every class I could until they told me there wasn't any more to take. That's the truth. Because I wanted more. I wanted to learn. I 
God's Word and there's still so much to learn. But we must need to understand, we must understand that it is an honor, not an inconvenience to serve Him, to learn of Him, to love Him, and to be everything God has called us to be. He said in verse 7 and 8, Now, O Lord my God, You have made Your servant king instead of David. I am but a little child, and Thy servant is in the midst of Thy people. In verse 9, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart. He was honored to serve. And then he was honest and open to understand. He said, oh God, help me to understand. Proverbs 4.23 says this. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. One day, you're not already. You don't find the love of your life. You say, ah, oh, yeah. I know. I understand. I'm a mama's boy. I thought she loved nobody. <coughs> but then God directed me to the love of my life. You know what? It was just different. It was deep. Because she was my wife. And she and I became one. And then my children came along. I never thought I could know love like that. But I did. But it wasn't greater than the love I had for my wife, for my mother, or my Lord. It was just it. One day, that love's going to come along. One day I pray, you'll look into the face of your children. One day! One day! You'll walk an aisle and vow your betrothal to one another and enter into a covenant of marriage and worship in respect of who Jesus is as the bridegroom of His church being the bride. One day, I pray that happened. But you need to understand no matter what ever happens, your heart must cleave to the Lord. Amen. Young people, Old people, you still love the Lord. Like Solomon learned. Because I'm afraid I've got to tell you the rest of the story. You see, Solomon was a peacemaker, but sometimes he went about it the wrong way. And he entered into peace treaties with countries God told him not to. And in doing so, he took foreign wives, which God said, don't do. And they brought false gods into their home. And Solomon lost his way. And Solomon died, not walking in the ways of his father. But before he died, he wrote this. My life verse. You will find this in the book. One of the books that our church gave me. I've written below my name because it has meant so much to me. My son. Look at me, all you seniors. My daughters. My son and my daughters. Forget not my law. But let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long lives. And peace shall they add unto thee. 
Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about your neck and write them upon the table of your heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not into your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him. He will direct your path. Amen. That's right. And Solomon loved the Lord. It's a big, big world out there. It's a nasty, vile, stinking, God-forsaken world. But I've got good news. Jesus is life. Jesus is peace. Jesus is life. And the Bible has called you not to go out and fit in. He's called you to be salt. He's called you to be life. And the only way, the only way it'll happen, look at me. You can change the world. You can. Somebody's got to. Somebody. Hey, Billy Sunday, Billy Graham, <coughs> Mother Teresa, Lottie Moon, Charles Spurgeon. They were all born just like you were. They followed God's call on their life. And your heroes, those we will never even know the name who have given their lives on the mission field and are doing it right now. that book we gave you. Don't waste your life. Let it be more than a title of the book you read. Let it be the motto of your heart. I will not waste my life. I will love the Lord. May God be with you. May God guide you. May God direct your paths. May you always follow His understanding and not yours. As they come, I want us to have a prayer of dedication. Maybe parents, you want to bring your your student, your graduate, you'll pray with them. Graduate, you'll bring your parents. I don't care. This is God's altar. You just need to pray. Say, God, I, I'm going to leave here not knowing that I love you the way I should. May I leave here with a new understanding and a new dedication. I'm going to be everything. I pray with your strength that you call me to. You don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You can't fully understand His love until you trust Him. Trust the love He had that He died. And confess your sins and say, God, I can't do it without you. You need to come and join this church and follow believers' baptism. You need to go forward and serve Him here. He said, and I am not worthy to be your servant, but I want to be what you want me to be. Maybe you're headed in the past Solomon went. When he got a little older, got a little more comfortable, he took his eyes off the Lord. Today you need to get your eyes back on the Lord. Stand and come up. Come to God's altar. Come confess. Come trust Him right now. Lord, I come. I confess. God in here. I find my rest. Without you.
church. Thank these men who have been so faithful to lead raising money for this scholarship. Thank these ladies who have paved the path that you can be the godly lady God has called you to be. Just thank your church for the gifts, scholarships, love, for all that they do. And uh, we will meet all the graduates and their families next door in just a little bit. We'll have a blessing over there and uh, then we'll enjoy lunch together. Anything else before this finish? Tonight I think we're going to have just kind of a let your hair down, relax. Sunday night, everybody tired type service. But I want you to come uh, because uh, will you be back tonight? Are you already going? JD is leaving after this morning service. And uh, we don't know when he'll be back, but his internship is over. God has led him and is leading him uh, in the future. So, J.D., I want you to go ahead and step out and go stand with Dean. I want y'all to thank him for all the hard work. Man, did he kill it last Sunday night? Boy, he spoke my heart. God bless you. We look forward to hearing from J.D. what God is doing in his life. Of course, it's great to have Ryan and Kara back from their honeymoon. Wow. And so, uh, make sure that you congratulate them on that. All kinds of stuff going on around. Just love somebody you're dismissed.